Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Wednesday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler, except for today. It's just Euler, no Motes. Our buddy Arthur Motes has the day off today. CN's just got me. Oh, boy, it's time to get weird up in here. You guys know the drill when Motes is out. Well, same kind of... uh show here same kind of format obviously but i'll bring some friends to the conversation and uh, i will still obviously welcome and take your tweets you can get at me you can get involved with the show at wesley euler we got to talk about the run game we got to talk about the defense we got to talk about injuries to ben roethlisberger we got to address some of the things that were discussed by head coach mike tomlin in the uh, or in his, I should say, weekly Mike Tomlin Tuesday press conference yesterday. We also, obviously, here on a Wednesday, got to do a little around-the-league power rankings as well. So plenty to get to. If you want to get involved with the show, you know you can do so on Twitter. You can tweet me, at Wesley Euler. I'll get to your tweets here as we roll along. Like I said, as usual, when Mozi is out and I'm riding solo here on the show, I like to bring some friends with me, right? And one of our friends here of the show, certainly of SNR, it's our buddy Chris Carter. You know him from everywhere, the Locked on Steelers podcast. He's on WPXI. You hear his voice here on SNR from time to time. We are about to do that again. Had a chance to catch up with our buddy CC, with our buddy Mr. Carter, and discuss all these things. Injury to Ben Roethlisberger, offensive line, injuries on the defense, and how you manage all of that. And, of course, looking ahead while looking back at the same time uh, and evaluating what we saw against the Raiders and what's to come against the Bengals, catching up with our buddy, Christopher Carter. Favorite guest, my boy Chris Carter, on the phone now. You should know him from everywhere. Locked on Steelers, WPXI. You hear him on SNR all the time. Chris, what's up, partner? How you doing? What's up, Wes? How you doing this fine Monday? Well, I'm great. Uh, big win for my uh, football team, the Mountaineers, on Saturday. What, what about you? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Wes, I had, I had a weekend, man. Uh, buddy, did way, you ever? Jeez. On my way to this game. So I'm driving on, on 28 into town before the game, thinking like, all right, it's a good day. It's nice and sunny. I'm going to get to the Heinz. I'm going to get to the Heinz field early, and then I'll be back there again on Sunday. And this truck in front of me, a piece of it, like, breaks off of its front, oh, no. bounces in the street, and wipes out my rear, my, my right, my passenger side rear view mirror. Oh. And I'm like, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. Oh. But, and, and like, by, by the way, when I see this thing bounce, I'm like, oh, this is final destination. Like, like I thought this thing was going to like go right. Th- that's like my biggest, that's like my biggest fear. Absolutely. But here's the thing, Wes. I'm starting to think maybe it should, because then I wouldn't have had to sit there and watch it <laughs> beat by West Western Michigan. <laughs> You know, Chris, they say bad things come in threes. So, car gets jacked up, <laughs> Pitt loses, Steelers lose. There's your trio right That's there. That's the trio right there. Uh, buddy, let's get right into it here because obviously plenty I want to discuss with you from yesterday. 
first, before we get to some of the X's and O's and some of that stuff, I, I want your take on all this Trey Turner stuff. I Listen, if, if somebody spit on him first, go up to that guy, choke him out, beat the crap out of him, stomp on him, fine. But I don't care. Like, there is no excuse for me ever, especially for a grown man, to sprint down the field, to cock back and aim and talk a loogie on somebody. I don't care what he did to you. I don't care what he said to you. Like I said, grab him by the throat and choke him out. That's fine with me. I just, all this excuse making, and did he get spit on first? And like, man, these are grown men. These are grown millionaires. You gotta be better than that. When the refs are standing there, especially, you know the only outcome is you're getting tossed. No, no, yeah. I, I think he should have been tossed. My, I think that, that what Mike Tomlin and what everyone was surprised at was like, well, Mike Tomlin did say he didn't feel like he should have been tossed. Um, when I when I saw that, I was I was like, hmm, yeah, you can't spit on nobody. I, I, I get you immediately ejected. But I, I think the Steelers' problem was is that like, well, if our guys getting ejected, their guys need to too, and that's where, where where it was. And I do think because in my, in my I'm sitting in the press box, I, I was watching Najee Harris dive into the end zone when all this started, so I see none of it. And all I do is I look up and I see the replay of him kind of hauling back and then, you know, looking like he's sitting in the league. I still couldn't see the spit on some TV, but I could just see him do the, the motion that we all know. Yes. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's yes. like Jack from Titanic just hauling back and hitting the loogie. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, but, uh, but, you know, so, so I see that and I'm like, wow, that's classic. That, you, there's no excuse for that. But then I see, oh, you know, Mike Thomas like, well, someone spit on him. And I'm like, okay, so I understand. I, I don't think this needs to be excuse making, it, but it is more of a, hey, like if you're gonna if you're gonna get our guys for what we're doing, you should get them for theirs. And I did think that there was a lot of uh, one wayedness when it came to that. When you saw headshots on Ben Roethlisberger sitting in the pocket, and you see shoulder to shoulder hits on a running Derek Carr uh, that uh, that you know that, that get the Steelers penalized. I thought that was an mm. interesting exchange. But yeah, no excuse for Trey Turner. He's a veteran. He needs to keep his head in that situation. And listen, I, I you know I've, uh, even in high school football, I, I got spit on, and you 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 immediately your first thing is, oh no, that that is super disrespectful. Yeah. But you do got to kind of keep your head in that moment, and, and like you said, choke them out, swing. You know, even I, I don't, I don't encourage violence, but I would also, you know, swing on somebody for that. That would be different. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Like there, listen, when if you're gonna if you're gonna see red and, and go haywire because someone spits on you, I completely get that. That is the lowest form of insult from one human to another I just like I said don't spit back because then you're always going right. to be in the wrong and you're most likely we know how that retaliation thing right. works it's always the second right. guy who ends up getting ejected Chris Carter with us here on 970 ESPN uh, Chris I guess the other kind of big talking controversial point that I wanted to get your take on the fourth and one decision at the end what did you make of that I I understand why there's so much commotion and discussion around it. I think there's some like some PTSD dating back to the decision to punt on fourth and short against the Browns in the playoffs last year too. But I, I it's not something I feel like I have to overreact to because the Steelers got the ball back four plays later. Like it, it, it did relatively work yeah. out for Mike Tomlin. But what was your take on that situation? So, so I disagree with the call live. I was like, they should be going. For yeah, this. Like, yeah. This is like I know I know there's nine minutes left, but they they should be going for this. But at the same time, I was like, well, he's banking, he's banking on his defense that hasn't had a big day today, but his defense backed him up. They gave him the ball right back. So, um, honestly, I felt like – and I know some people are like, well, oh, well, how can you, if you can't get a yard, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, listen, <laughs> listen, the, the, the offense already does not have any sense of consistency. The idea, the idea that maybe, you know what, maybe you'll hit one of those shot plays to Deontay or chase down the sideline, and it'll break open a play if you have four more chances to do it rather than – 
one chance to for something to go wrong. Don't forget that was the first drive where DJ Finney was was filling in for Trey Turner. So all they're probably thinking is like, you know what? We ha- we still haven't developed any sense of reliable consistency in gaining tough yards in the ground. So let's not bank on this right now. Let's let's go out there. Let's get this stopped, and then the offense will get the ball with a fresh set of downs to go and do it. So like. I get the logic behind it. Again, I disagree with it. I thought they should have gone for it, and I think they could have gotten it, and it would have been gone. But if they miss it, the Raiders at least get a field goal, and the game's practically you know, yeah. out of reach at that yeah. point. Um, so, but, but like you, I think it's being way overstated. People, people I, I think, oh, the, the travesty, and the, you know, he lives in his fears. Right. Like, calm, calm down. Because first of all, people got to understand, I, I believe the live in your fears quote started after the Le'Veon Bell Wildcat touchdown against the Chargers, if I'm correct. That sounds um, right. I, I think that was – I think that's when he first said it. And people got to understand, living your – whenever people criticize Mike Tomlin for making one decision over another and saying he lived in his fears, you can do that with every single decision because either you punt and you believe in your defense or you go for it and you say you don't believe in your defense. So you, you can use the moniker of – Oh, uh, he, he, you know, you don't believe in your, you, you, you do live in your fears because you didn't trust this side of the ball. Every decision has another side of it where it's like you could say, I didn't sure, trust that side sure. of the ball. But what Tomlin meant by that then and still means by, you know, if he ever said it now, that he's going to believe in the strength of his team. And the strength of his team then was Le'Veon Bell was the best player on the field at times. And the, and the strength of the team now is the defense is more likely to get a stop in a game than the offenses to put up points or win in short-yarded situations right now. So he believed in his defense, and the defense got him the ball right back. Um, the problem was the offense didn't score a touchdown on the next drive, and then uh, the Raiders got a couple first downs that they didn't expect on the drive after that one. So um, all in all, I, I thought the biggest problems with the Steelers weren't about fourth down calls or anything like that. I thought the biggest problem was, they suffered the wrong injuries at the wrong time mm-hmm. in the middle of the game and didn't have enough adjustments to those injuries to keep the defense from giving up the point state that they were that they did give up. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. If I'm if I'm talking about if I'm listing my grievances from yesterday afternoon, that fourth and one decision is pretty far down the list. At the top of that list, yeah. Chris, would be the offensive line, right? I mean, just yeah. in every aspect of the game. I, it feels, dude, it feels like almost a continuation of 2020 as it relates to the offense, as it relates to the run game, the offensive line. And Chris, what makes this even more frustrating is ever since the Browns beat the Steelers on Super Wild Card Weekend, through, through the combine scouting process to the draft, mm-hmm. uh, free agency, mm-hmm. summertime, OTAs, mini camp, training camp, pre- we heard from everybody. Mr. Rooney, Mr. Colbert, Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, the new offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, the new offensive line coach, Adrian Clem, about the run game, about the run game, about the run game, needing to improve the run game. And I know it's only two games, man, but here we are, 75 yards against Buffalo, only 39 yards against the Raiders. It, it, it worries me that I do believe, like, I don't think they were blowing smoke up our butts. I believe that that was their biggest onus this offseason was to improve the run game. And man, so far, yikes. Yeah, it is not it is not manifested. But here's my other thing about this, what what I don't think that they expected to have the run game at some upper tier right now. Correct. It I was think, never gonna be it, a Mona it, Lisa early on in the season. It wasn't gonna be the Sistine Chapel in the first couple weeks. Exactly. It, the, right now it, it's still in construction. And this is this is what I've been saying on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. And I, I also made this my final word as a pregame 
uh, before the season started, uh, you know, before even the Buffalo game. I said this team, you know, typically an offensive line buys time for its quarterback, but this team has to buy time for this offensive line. Hmm. They are not going to be this unit that bullies people off of the line. They're not going to be this unit that always protects Ben Roethlisberger. This offense is going to struggle, and they're going to have to, the, the, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and these receivers and Najee Harris, they're going to have to find ways to sort of make plays without relying on this offensive line being a strong unit. But foremost, you need this defense to be healthy so that it can play the way it did against Buffalo. Like I, I saw people asking, you know, looking at that Sunday night football game where the Ravens and the Chiefs are just duking it out like it's a Madden game and scoring in the 30s. And people are like, well, how in the world can the Steelers keep up with that when they can't, you know, they can't get a first down against the Raiders? And like, well, go back and look at that Bills game because guess what? They just pitched a 35 nothing shutout hmm. you know, against against the Dolphins, and that's the same that's the same defense shutting out the Dolphins. Uh, who have invested in, in in their offensive line to to build it? That that same defense shut out that shut out the Dolphins. That's the same defense the Steelers were putting up points uh, against last week and score on every possession in the in the second half. So um, I I I do think that there's the biggest thing here is that the the Steelers need their defense to be healthy. And their defense, I mean, Watt, Bush, Hayden. This team can suffer some injuries. Like I think they can actually stomach Deontay Johnson being out a couple weeks because it does look like he's. It's, it's going to be a more short-term injury for him. Uh, but, you know, the defense is the area that they cannot lose more stars. Because Stephon Tewitt already being out, you knew that was going to be the case. You know, that's, that's one thing. But when it comes to, you know, when, when it comes to, when it, when it comes to you, know, you need Cam Hayward, you need T.J. Watt, you need Joe Hayden, you need Devin Bush. You know, they need that, that defense to be healthy and to be thriving so that they can outperform the other team's offense enough to make up for your offensive line not being all all the way together so that, you know, maybe by week eight, week nine, mid-season, then that offensive line has started to figure some things out and they've developed the chemistry and they're still not, they still won't be, you know, an upper tier offensive line. But if they're just a, a, like a decent, you know, at the line kind of offensive line, like mediocre, like middle of the league, that would be a, a step up. And that takes time to build. I think people underestimate sure, that. Sure. So when people are, are, are saying, oh, this, this offensive line will never get it together, it's like, whoa, calm down. I've seen, you know, several times over the years across the league, it just takes time for guys to gel. Um, you know, I do think it was a welcome to the NFL kind of day for Dan Moore Jr. Um, but uh, but we, we knew this Raiders defensive front was going to give them fits. It gave the Ravens a lot of fits, too. So, um, you know, all in all, I, I think the offensive line needs work, but we, we, we knew this team was going to need to buy them time going into there. Uh, and ultimately, I, I had this team being one and one after two games in the first place, so you know, them them losing the Raiders a setback, but also, in, in my eyes, it's kind of where I expected them to be after two weeks anyway. Chris Carter with us here on ESPN Pittsburgh. All of our guests brought to you by the Fox Bet app. Make the call. Download the app today. Chris, like, everyone's culpable. We all agree on that, and I think the offensive line is the biggest issue, but how much of the offense's struggles would you pen on the quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger? Um, a little bit. I, I think that he needs to be – you know, I get the sense that, you know, when, when, you know, he gets asked about Matt Canada and he says, well, that's a Matt Canada call. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that's a dig as much or if that's as much of a, you know what, man, you know, there's, there's no more time to say this is a Matt Canada call or not. You know, this needs to be you and him in the, in the meetings all together all the time going over these things and having the game plan. Um, I, I'll say this. I, I don't think he made as, you know, crushing mistakes. That, that you know the, the way that he has in the past that have hurt the team like he did in the playoff game, um, but I 
I still feel like there needed to be a better plan of attack, and he has to be at the center of that with being the quarterback. And again, this is where Key needs to kind of make up for, you know, give the offensive line for the last decade has bought him a lot of time, has allowed him to do a lot of different things. It's time for him to do it in reverse and say, hey, you know what? Let's go with a game plan that's going to help alleviate these guys a little bit. Let's attack the middle of the field, which it really didn't do enough of. Um, I think it's odd that Pat Frymuth has only gotten five targets and he's only he's yeah. called five of them for 60 yards. Um, and, and he's seen more snaps than Eric Ebron. You know, it's, you know, the, the, it's clear they want him in there, um, but they're not getting it to him. I, I think that there's too much, that he does too much of, I, I, I will say this. I don't, I'm not saying he's playing bad, but I think that he's not as, uh, he hasn't been as, I guess, fluid with the offense as you'd hope the veteran would be when he's going to be the have to when he knew he was going to have to be the guy dragging a whole, uh, an office with four rookie starters. Chris Carter, one of my favorite Steelers voices in this town, friend of the show, friend in real life, Locked On Steelers podcast. You hear him on SNR and here on ESPN Pittsburgh. He's also showing off his beautiful mug on WPXI from time to time as well. Chris, great stuff as always, partner. Really appreciate you taking the time on Monday. I know you got a million things on your plate, but you always make time for us here. And I really appreciate it, partner. Have a good rest of your day. You too, man. You must be my dog, Wes. My guy. Oh, oh, oh. There he goes. Chris Carter, one of my favorite guys to chat football with in this whole town, I tell you. And uh, always appreciate his time for sure. Make sure you're rocking and rolling with him. Uh, Locked on Steelers podcast, all the other great work that he's doing. And one last time, all of our guests brought to you by the Foxbet app. Make the call. Download the app today. I love that guy, Chris Carter was actually on the Locked On Steelers podcast today. So if you're jonesing for more of me and Carter, two-thirds of the Migos, you know where to, uh, to, to get involved with uh, Chris, Locked On Steelers. He does great work there. He, he really does. He's Again, he, he truly is one of my favorite guys in this town to talk Steelers with, and he is definitely one of the, uh, the hardest-working media members around these parts. It's the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. Wesley Euler flying solo today. One other... Um, clip that I wanted to play for you here in this first segment Cam Hayward he needs no introduction Cam was on the DVE morning show with Randy Bauman Bill Crawford Val Porter and Mike Pursuta right here down the hallway in our building I always love to hear from Cam but honestly even particularly after a loss does a great job with perspective and here's one of the Steelers veterans veteran leader of that defense uh, talking to the DVE morning show Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. It's your radio home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE. And joining us now, brought to you by your neighborhood Ford Stores team captain, Cam Hayward. Good morning, Cam. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. I mean, I was pretty bummed out like you were on Sunday. But it does occur to me that, you know, that 61-yard bomb, yet Trey Norwood is steps away from getting that done. Mm-hmm. If Minka doesn't get flat-footed, Worried about Waller. He's where he's supposed to be. Little mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, that could have changed the outcome of that game. And yeah. it, it wasn't exactly how I felt <laughs> after the game. And it wasn't how I felt yesterday. You but usually uh, handle it so well. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me a day. It usually takes me a day. And then I thought about it. I'm like, boy, we were really just, you know, a few feet away from having the ball down two and all the momentum in the fourth quarter. So it nearly went our way, but boy, it just, I think because of all the injuries, Cam, it didn't feel like it was that close. Yeah. You know, um, 
when you look at the game and for us, especially on defense execution, man, um, you know, even um, you look at their touchdowns, right? So give up that bomb, um, you know, make a cheat up a little bit, you know, trying to give a different look, trying to pay respect to Waller, um, you know, and, and the way Trey Norrell was, um, he got caught up in traffic uh, with, with the trips look. Um, he's got to be a little bit better um, in getting through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it kind of it kind of stopped his progress, and then he tried to speed up, and then it gave Carr just a a second more. Yep. And you know, um, you look back at the other touchdown we gave up. Um, you know, Joe Schobert guarding their tight end, and he's playing outside in, and you know he got beat to his his outside, even though it was you know a, a post. And so, you know, those are things we got to improve on. Those are the little things. Um, you know, understanding uh, when we're in short yardage, we got to have somebody in the A-gap. I know our, a couple times, um, you know, they were just doing QB sneaks to the open A-gap, um, but we got to feel a little bit better. Um, you know, a multitude of things, but, you know, hopefully it's something we can learn from, something we can build on. Um, you know, the best time to learn is when you lose, so – um, hopefully we know what we got to do. Cam, the, the physical and the emotional blow of losing Tyson Alualu kind of speaks for itself. But one of the stories at camp, at least from the media end, we'd watch these practices and your D-line guys kept showing up. And even in the preseason, and you know, play, I'm talking about players such as Bugs and Davis and Loudermilk and Mondu. Having gone that road that they're just starting out on, what takes you from a guy who's got the physical skill set to a guy who can be an effective NFL defensive lineman? What do, what do they have to learn quickly? Well, the first thing I learned, they're not going to be Tyson Alalu. Um, Tyson is a season that he's been around. Uh, you know, he he knew what to expect. It's crazy because Tyson first came as an end behind me um, when we when we brought Steelers, and then he transitioned to those. Um, and it, I think it was just a comfortability in our defense. Um, we got a lot of younger guys who have played snaps, but n- not necessarily started a bunch of games. Um, and so that's going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's not like you can sit back and just see what the player is doing in front of you. You got to be ready to go from the get go. Um, you know, these guys, besides Loudermilk, um, you know, I, I've counted on before, you know. Um, I look back at the Dallas game last year. Um, we needed Bugs and we needed Carlos to step up and Henry. So those guys, um, you know, have had training camps with us. They know what to expect. Uh, but it's going to be a collective effort. Um, guys got to be able to, um, you know, affect the, you know, the run as well as the pass. And um, we're going to have to have a, a hefty rotation. Cam, Trey Turner is is a veteran, and he's on the other side of the ball, but do you have a conversation with him as the captain of the team? Does the coach talk to him? How is that dealt with, or is that just sort of a standalone incident and everybody moves on? I think it's a standalone incident. I think um, looking back on it, I, I was coming out for a field goal, and I was trying to figure out, and first thing Trey said to me was he spit on me, and I'm talking to the refs, uh, trying to clear it up. And, 
you know, one ref said, yeah, he did, but then your guy spit on him, and I'm like, okay. Um, I was, I told, I went back to Trent. I was like, I don't know what all happened, but we just need to sell this right here and keep it moving um, because we're going to need you in the future. Uh, but, you know, hopefully this doesn't continue to be anything. Um, you know, the past is the past. And we try to move on. How did it feel to be back in Heinz Field with the full crowd? Man, it was awesome. Um, it, it was I, – I love riding um, the wave of emotion, the ups and downs, and, um, you know, having that, uh, you know, that jolt from the crowd was huge. Um, bummed we didn't get the win for our fans, uh, but we get another opportunity this week. Yeah, when there was a play in the first quarter, I think, where – the TJ started like you know getting the crowd fired up before a, a pivotal third down, and it drew them uh, to a false start. And it was as loud as I've heard it in there. And you know, there's only sixty four thousand in there. That place can hold another four thousand standing room. And it was so loud in there. It was really like cathartic as a fan to be back in that environment again. Yeah, you know, it, it's fun. Um... You know, I kept hearing about uh, everybody having trouble with the the ticket process. Oh, that they sucked. <laughs> they must have been screaming from outside. The <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's just an, it's awesome on third down uh, when an offense really has to lock in, and they're they're just they're all confused. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna meet them from here on out. Yeah, you know, it, it was funny because. Coach Tomlin was saying in week one, he was trying to explain the difference to Pat Fryermuth of when you play in college in front of 100,000 people, the college teams root for you. In the pros, there are 65, 70,000 rooting against you. And that is a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. A very big difference. You know, Pat's been in those uh, wideouts, but don't always get too loud because they get shut down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you're back into the division this week with a game, a matchup against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and he's coming back off that knee surgery. Uh, a pretty big week one win for them, like you guys. And uh, like uh, you guys, they stumbled in week two against the Bears. What's the big concern against mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and company this Sunday? You know, Joe Burrow, he's able to throw every ball you can think of, um, but I know they've had success with Joe Mixon as well. Um, and, you know, we got to be able to stop the run and then really put the pressure on, on Joe Burrow on third downs. Um, you know, I think if you can get them off schedule by stopping the run, um, they got to take a couple more chances with, like, the receivers and T.J. Boyd and or Taj Boyd and um, Jamar Chase. So, you know, we're going to have our hands full uh, on defense because, um, you know, you look at their skill positions, there's not a, a, a hole in it. So, um, stop the run, get after the pass. I have to say, before we go, part of the reason why I was so down was hearing your words after the game saying, London Bridge isn't falling down, but, man, <laughs> it, it's crumbling. <laughs> yeah. I should not be doing nursery rhymes after games. <laughs> you know, if you if they ask me these questions uh, my rookie year or my, or my third year, 
um, you know, you wouldn't get those answers. But now that I have kids, everything relates back to them. So <laughs> yeah. um, I let it that. go, let yeah. it go. Yeah, you can stop. I start hope dropping. it goes up from here, Cam. <laughs> Great stuff, as always. I could listen to Cam Hayward all day, him with the DVE Morning Show crew. It's always gold, Jerry. Gold. Wesley Euler with you here. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Flying solo today, but I got a bunch of your tweets already. You guys know I appreciate yins. We'll get to some of your tweets as we roll along. Uh, we'll have some Ben Roethlisberger audio. We're going to talk about the run game. We'll do our Around the League Wednesday NFL Power Rankings as well. So plenty to get to. You know where to get at me if you want to get involved. At Wesley Euler on the Twitter.com. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR.